podcast with Dan and Scott. Hottest golf podcast, whether you like it or not. Fresh from back in the day when that's a put at the park. 7 a.m. PM special where they played after dark. From the birds to the focus to the losses and the win. Welcome podcast, patron to the show, lead the pen. Get busy golfing or get busy dying. Hottest golf podcast and the swing ain't lying. Welcome back, podcast patrons, to episode 174 of Leave the Pin Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan, and as always, got my co-host, Scott, on the line. We are back from our uh, self-imposed summer vacation, getting back into the podcast game again. Scott, what is the good word? You know how we roll, Dan. It's it's We, we give the people a little taste, and then we just kind of like go away for a little while. Let the people want some more, and then we come back and... You know, we'll do this, maybe disappear again, maybe not. That's the beauty of the podcast. You never really know. <laughs> I love the fact that that's our MO. Like, our MO is we get hot and heavy with it for two, three months, and then all of a sudden we completely ghost on everybody. Well, again, if someone wants to pay us to do this, like, full-time, I'm all for it. I'll, I'll be here every day uh, until such time as that happens, though. You know how you know how we are for sure and obviously we've been keeping up with social media and people love that but people have been asking when's the next podcast when's it coming out when are you guys getting back together don't worry about it we're good we're good scott and i have been you know friends for i mean god what 35 36 years now so don't worry we're not going anywhere okay (laughs) yeah exactly um so let's talk a little bit about the summer it's been a while since we've told the people what's been going on with us um what's your summer look like so far i guess the 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 overwhelming question that everyone that's listening to this episode right now wants to know is scott have you played golf uh i have actually played more rounds well not full rounds but nine whole rounds of golf uh in the last month and a half than i did in the previous two years okay so you joined um the club kind of you know tell us a little bit about rejoining the club again and what your playing habits have looked like this summer so uh, july 1st was when the the midsummer discount kicked in i gave the pro a call um shout out to my boy henry he does listen um so shout out henry um and uh gave him a call and said hey i got a check and I got the membership application filled out. If I come down now, you'll take care of it for me. And he said, absolutely. I showed up with my check and my application. And he said, if you want to go play, you know, anytime between now and, you know, November, whatever, you're good. And he's like, no one's going to kick you off anyway. So uh, I went out that day, played nine holes. Uh, next day I went out. I took my, my daughter out. Um, just to putt and ride around in the golf cart with me. She was very happy about that. You saw the, uh, the picture on the official Leave the Pin Insta. Um, and I've gone out and played about five or six times since then. Sweet. Uh, now, that's a, that's a nine-hole course, right? It's a nine-hole course. Um, it's short, maybe 3,200 yards from the tips. Um, but to you know, get out, swing the golf club, Play nine holes takes under two hours because there's never anyone there. Right. And uh, it's it's a decent test of golf, but not one that's going to, you know, kill you. Understood. Understood. I want to let the people know, too, I'm in full summer mode. I'm outside recording my front porch. No shirt, no shoes, no socks. Do not care. 
Um, so if you hear a little bit of that background noise, it's it's the elements. We play golf outside in the elements. We're recording outside in the elements. Um, so now when you're playing, are you walking mostly? Are you riding? Does this membership come with a cart? Feed? So what does that look like? It doesn't come with a cart, but the cart – so the the nine-hole cart, I think, they get five bucks for. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, so it's been so hot that I've just – been like yeah you know what it's worth the five bucks to not have to like you know deal with the the heat while you're trudging up hills and stuff like that right so and plus again i've gone out a couple times with my kid so she liked riding in the car so that's added bonus to it you so. know what you know what they need more of we need more drop top carts topless carts out on golf courses you know, that's a that is a thing. Like I I think that used to be kind of like the standard and the I, I think you're there. right. Uh I do like that look of the, the no roof on the cart. I mean, like think think about it realistically and logistically. Most of the time, if you're at a golf cart, you're not playing in the rain anyway, right? So no. like how much does a cart really help? And I get it it helps with the sun and stuff like that, but I, I think they should have at least a few options i think and i don't i don't regularly ride at all but if i did and they offered me for let's say five dollars more to ride in a drop down you know drop top cart i I think i might take them up on that i i definitely would because you you know what not that the roof is like doing like a ton of it but like just to have the open air is more enjoyable i think so you're not enclosed but you kind of are yeah, no, I think so, 100%. I don't need a windshield, you know? I don't need doors and the, nothing. I need nothing at, at, at all. Um, maybe that frees up a little bit more space for an ice cooler or something along those lines. Put the bags in the back, bang, bang, you're good to go. I've seen it at a few courses. I've seen it at some private-type courses, which I'm assuming, you know, obviously the more money that they have, mm. the more options that they can provide. But, uh, you know, just something to think about as, as golf progresses a little bit. Now I'm pretty sure in between the when I was a member before and now they did get new carts, um, and these carts have like uh, USB ports for chargers and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which mm-hmm. is good because you know I, the first time I was there I, I didn't know that was a, you know that they had them because the old carts didn't have that, um, but I you know I went the second time and brought like a Bluetooth speaker, a couple charging cables, one for my phone, one for the speaker. I had that going the whole time. Okay, so do you carry those charging cables on you? Because our course, actually all the courses around us have the USBs now. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, who carries the cord with them? I have one in my car, you know, for, for Apple CarPlay, but I never right. remove it. Uh, yeah, so the speaker I have, um, I actually have a couple of them. And one of them I keep in the car for, like, work use. And there's a charger. Um, you know, in, in the box kind of that I keep it in. Oh, so okay. I just, I just grab that. And then I grab my, the cable that I have in my car for my phone, plugged everything in and, you know, went around the course, listened to my music, you know, swing some golf clubs, just had a good time. No, it's a, I mean, it's a great idea. Yeah. I, you know, you have your phone on 10% or whatever. And you're like, Oh God, I can't use the GPS or whatever that I have GPS app on my phone. You plug it in, bang, bang, you're good to go. Yep. Um, so you just got back from Florida too, right? Annual trip down to Disney. Was any golf played down there? Uh, we played miniature golf. You know, we, we go down to kind of spend time as a family. So it 
there they used to have uh like a they would call it rise and nine where it was tea time before like 9 a.m and they would get you out on either you know one or ten you'd play nine and then you, you know you'd be done pretty quick and then you kind of have the rest of the day ahead of you that was actually a really good deal it was like dirt cheap it wasn't hot out they gave you a cart they gave you clubs if you needed them they gave you breakfast and it was under like 75 bucks um nice so you know i, I did that a couple times um but they stopped running that deal and i stopped doing it um the one of the hotels we sat at was on a golf course um we drove by it every you know every time we left the resort um but then again you know we did play miniature golf the one time it was crazy hot out um but it's still you know it's still fun um i didn't keep track but the one cool thing about disney miniature golf course is they always post the course record uh for the day so whenever do you, you get own there, this, it i i i have in the past i did not own it this time because we didn't keep score um but uh, are you in probably are you like, in probably like eight years ago i did set a a day it's a daily course record yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I did set that um, probably like eight years ago. Are you in favor or against people bringing their own putters to a miniature golf course? Uh, you know what? I am definitely not opposed to it. It's just not something I would do. Understood. Like if, I, I'm not here to, like, you know, be a goalie for how someone wants to golf. Like, I, you know, you want to bring a miniature, you know, your own putter to a miniature golf course? Like, that's fine. Like, you need your Scotty Cameron? go ahead you know if it helps you get get it through the clown's mouth then that's great i think if you're playing pop stroke like tiger woods one own mm -hmm. miniature golf courses and oh that in, definitely uh, that in definitely florida there. yeah but if you're playing like gimmicky miniature golf then for sure use use the the status quo one that they have there I don't even think the, the golf balls they give you are like legit golf balls. Like I think if you no, cut they're in, not. If you cut into one, there's no core. They're not because the the driving range that I used to work at has mini golf, and every right, once right, in a right. while, some of some of those balls will find their way into a bucket, and I'll hit them. And mm -hmm. I mean, like on a seven iron, you're talking 15, 25 yards less. Right. Yeah. They're very weird. They're very weird. Well, that's good. I'm 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 so happy, and I think the people of Scott are so happy that you are back in the golf world, back playing again, uh, back amongst the living. As we always say, either get busy golfing yeah. or get busy dying. You were on your deathbed there for a little bit. So the the one other thing, and this was a, an opportunity. I'm not gonna say it was an opportunity missed. It's just one that I don't know how I could have taken advantage of. So it was probably the last day we were there. We were in the pool. And out of the corner of my eye, I see Chip, Dale, and Daisy just kind of like hanging out in a courtyard. And that courtyard has a putting green um, that I, I usually will do. I'll go and grab. And it's miniature golf putters and miniature golf ball. I'll, go, I'll At some point in the trip, I'll go out there and putt. Um, and I saw them, and they were, they were in that courtyard where the putting green is. Um, Daisy and Chip were playing like giant chess or giant connect four and dale was playing bocce ball which is next to the mentor the, the golf putting green and i part of me was like i should go over there and be like let's have a putting contest with dale or chip or whoever it is 
Um, but I don't know how I could have actually engineered that happening. Okay, you're very specific in the naming of your caricature chipmunks. Can you tell the difference? Yeah, Chip has a, the black nose, and Dale has the red nose. Well, uh, there you go. You learn something new every day, and Scott just taught you. Mm. Preach. Preach. All right, let's, uh, let's put Huey, gears I a little also, bit. I can also tell you how to tell the difference between Huey, Dewey, and Louie. <laughs> you might as well. Go ahead. Dewey wears the, the blue, because um, you think of like dew, like morning dew. It's water, and water tends to be blue-colored. Uh, uh, Huey is the one in the red, because the red hue. Um, and then, uh, you know, Louie is wearing green. There's no clue clue for that. He's just the one that's left over by process of elimination. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So even the hardcore Disney fans out there that are listening may not have even have known that. I like to think that most people didn't know it, and I've just provided you all with some serious education. For sure. Enlightening. Uh, let's flip gears real quick. We talk a little bit of live golf. It's on everyone's minds. Um I have gotten beyond numerous DMs from people about it. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Blah, blah, blah. Tell me you hate it. Tell me you love it. It's like I'm kind of at the point, Scott, with all of professional golf. This is coming from somebody, you know, that partakes in that atmosphere, in that world. Mm. Um, I'm really kind of sick of it. And I know for some people, they're probably listening like, dude, you do a golf podcast, you go to tournaments, you have media credentials, you do social media with golf. You know, what are you talking about? It's like I'm at the point where I'm so sick of seeing and hearing our sport in such negative connotations from both sides. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like the hypocrisy that stems from both sides is, is insane. And I think it just hit ahead at Bedminster um, because it kind of turned into like a mini MAGA rally. Mm -hmm. And then you had all these people that are like, you know, you got to let them do whatever they want. And this is the greatest thing ever. Um, but those same people, I've heard them say literally, you know, well, if they were like doing stuff with China, then I wouldn't support it. Okay. But when the PGA Tour did stuff with China, you were cool with it. And when the PGA Tour did stuff, you know, in the kingdom, like, and the European Tour did it with it, you're cool with it. You know, like, there's so much fake outrage, and then that stems fake patriotism, and that stems, like, you know, fake hate towards the stuff. Like, it's ridiculous. It's dudes hitting a ball around a golf course, and we're arguing here about millionaires and where they can make their millions. Yeah, the only so I don't care what people do to be honest with you. Again, like I just said, like it's not my place to tell people how to golf. Like if if you can get your money and they're going to give it to you, then you sh people should be able to go out and get it and that's fine. Sure. But what the stuff that does bug me is the like they want to double dip on it. Like I, again, like you walked away from the tour. You joined this other thing. That's fine. Clean break from the tour. Like, don't expect to then be playing in the FedEx Cup. Like, the majors are independent entities, and the majors can right. do what they, they majors can do and, what they want to do. 
You know what? Let's let's address that real quick because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there that think and and wrongfully believe that the PGA Tour runs the majors. The PGA Tour actually runs zero of the four major championships. Well, unless you want to count the players. Well, the that yeah, we don't. Notice I said four. <laughs> I said four. That's not. That's that's another episode in in March that we can have, Scott. Right. But uh, you know, yeah, I mean, but but you're right. You're right. Go out, get your money. Cool. But knowing that you are done with the tour and every single person was like, yeah, you know what? Cool. Some people burnt the bridges on the way out. Some people kept the bridge open, whatever. That's cool. You're over there making your money. It's good. But now you're coming back and, you know, 11 guys, including Phil Mickelson and Bryson and, and, and a ton of others are suing the tour for having a monopoly. Well, obviously, it's not a monopoly because you left to make more money somewhere else. Right. So by definition, a, a monopoly is one entity that is holding, you know, the reins of everything and not allowing free commerce. You left. The free yeah. commerce is there. That, it, to me, it would be like if I'm on a particular football team, the season ends and I join another team as a free agent. And then the team I was on before makes the Super Bowl, and I show up that day in the locker room and be like, hey, where's my jersey? Perfect analogy. Like Perfect you, analogy. Like, you, you, you left. Like, it's cool. Get, get your ridiculous amount of money that they're giving you and just make a clean break. I, I, I don't understand why, like, you need to, to you know, I don't understand why they need to like break the tour to do what they're trying, what they want to do. Well, I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means, and I literally hate them. But Mm. looking at this from an outside perspective and keeping quiet about it for so many months and and not really expressing any opinions, because again, like you, I, I, I truly don't care that much. Like it doesn't affect an ounce of my being where phil mickelson makes money it doesn't affect my enjoyment at a pga tour event if phil mickelson bryson dechambeau brooks kepka aren't there like that's irrelevant there's there's a lot of guys that can fill their shoes okay there's there's a i mean if you look at it, the, the live tour isn't even siphoning off people that are good anymore they're siphoning off people with good names but they haven't played good golf or respectable golf in in some cases years. Um, but what's crazy about it is the fact that I feel like there's some overarching, you know, and I, and I hate to say, oh, the Saudis are doing it to the U.S. But do you think for a second those eleven guys on their own would go off and sue the PGA Tour? Not in a million years. But when yeah. somebody with the money and the infinite money, you know, the Saudi royal family has and the Saudi trust fund, uh, when they come behind them and they say, look, we're going to put you guys up. We're going to back you. We'll give you all the lawyers. We'll give you everything you need, all the monetary compensation. But we need your names on this lawsuit. Those guys are now being used as pawns, whether it's, you know, geopolitical pawns or, you know, uh, sport pawns, whatever it is that's the way that I see it. It's like, we're going to give you X amount of money to come here, but now we literally own you. 
We're going to tell you where to play. We're going to tell you what to do. We're going to tell you who to sue. We're going to put your name on this lawsuit. You know, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's, there's something bigger at hand, which I think if we look back at this podcast, episode 174, in a mm-hmm. year or two years from now, people are going to be like, damn, you know what? Maybe they were right. That's it. Here's the thing. Everything comes with a cost. So are they going to give are they getting a ton of money? Uh, yeah. I mean, if the the number that they supposedly offered Tiger Woods is accurate, like astronomical, if that's an accurate number, like that's an absurd amount of money for someone who, who barely golfs at this point. Um, obviously, you want his name attached to it. But nonetheless, um, the, and, you know, shout out to Tiger for being able to look at that and be like, they're not giving me $800 million to just kind of like wave, around, you know, go out and wave my hat every once in a while. Like they're going to want something from me. Right. So. Tiger's like, I don't I don't want them to destroy my name. I'll destroy my own goddamn name myself. Don't worry. I'm good enough at doing that. Well, and here's so and here's the thing, like and. Uh, you know, I, Rory has kind of become like the 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 champion for the tour. You know, because again, Tiger's kind of on the sidelines, right? Um, you know, and Rory's kind of like, you know, uh, that no problem. I'll you know, I'll take the ball and run with it. And you always have to wonder, like, one, like, was the offer they made him like so low that he felt insulted by it, or two, you know, like. It do, is he like really like playing the righteous card here and really doesn't want to go against the tour, no matter you know what the amount of money is, you know because the what was, who was it, the million dollar man in WWE, everyone's yes. got a price. Everybody has a price. Yeah, I mean you're you're so right. And again, this is this is professional wrestling storylines played out in the world of pro golf. You know, and and for Rory, like the the he's again, and he's very very smart. Like he's got to realize that whatever it is they're going to ask him to do on top of just going out and hitting a ball every once in a while, uh, is not something that he wants to be a part of. Right, that's, and, my, and that's my guess. I fully believe, and and I I truly truly believe Monahan took him aside and said, look. We would like to make you the face of the PGA Tour. We're going to ask you to do this. There's going to be some extra money here and there. We're going to compensate you. Don't worry. But we need you. We need your star power in order to combat this this tour. Um, you know, if if you believe that, like, Rory on his own is so self-righteous, like, you know, I don't think so, right? The dude's played how many tour events in Saudi Arabia before? I, right. Like that, you know, and and again, that's what drives me nuts. The whole thing, like, I don't care both sides. Like, I can play devil's advocate on both sides. Guys who are like, we'll never get in bed with the Saudi money. Uh, okay. Like, let's check the leaderboard and let's check, you know, the the purses from six seven years ago when the Saudi royal family started hosting golf tournaments. Like, the, all those guys were there. Right. You know, yeah. and then conversely, like I mentioned before, people are like, well, you know. They're so they're so awful because the PGA Tour gets in bed with China. You know, live guys are saying that. Well, let's just check all the tournaments that were on the China swing. You know, at at Seven Bridges, remember remember them, Scott? Six bridges oh, and yeah. the seventh one is to heaven. I, I mean, half the live guys played there, so it's like 
you're here's here's the problem nowadays. People open their mouths, people talk, they say whatever they want, and then if you call them on it months later, they'll be like, oh, I never said that. Like, no, dude, we have you on video right. saying it. And people just it's like deniable plausibility. Like people just deny everything to the point where like they're insane and then you get sick and tired of trying to actually have a intelligent conversation with them because you're like, th- like this guy's a moron. Like no matter what I say, this guy is going to deny it, even though we know that he said it. So, you know, again, it's insane. I wish these guys would just be like, look, we're coming here for money. Um, it's generational money. Like my great grandkids, great grandkids are going to be taken care of. And I'm here. Also, check out this dope ass car I bought and this boat. Oh, and also check out these three townhomes that I own across the world. Like, I need a television show because, look, the Live Golf Tour on TV sucks. You want to know why? Because there is no TV. They streak, yeah, they stream on YouTube. It blows. I don't even know who wins every week, Scott. It's not on my radar. But you know what I would watch? I would watch a Live Golf show on what these guys bought with their hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, I would definitely be interested in that. Um like you, you know, play golf six times, you know, six times a year on the on the tour. You you got a yeah. lot of time off to spend your money. What are you doing with it? Yeah, I mean that that is a good. I, I mean, and obviously they have to do more for it, but I don't think like JT and Spieth are hurting for money either. Oh my God, no, nope, nope. If again, if you think that the PGA Tour has not over all these years been doling out money to these top players to come to events, you're an idiot. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, you're an idiot. Um, if you believe there's not underhand dealings in every type of business, you know, across the globe, you're an idiot. And and yeah, these well, things have been going on. That's the thing. Like, you know, like, uh, hypothetically, if the, oh, I'll use the Travelers Championship, for an example. If, if they, and that runs the week after the U.S. Open when a lot of guys take off. Right. Or used to take off. You know, but lately, a ton of guys have been playing in it. Uh, you know, if they want Rory in there, Travelers are going to write a check. Hey, like, you got to do an appearance. Oh, okay, cool. What, what, what? How long? I don't know, half hour? Come meet some executives? Okay, cool. How much? million bucks. Okay. Like, they're not going to turn that down. No, and, and they and, get around it because it's not the tour that's doling out their money. Correct. The tour has no appearance fees. If you think that the big names going to these small tournaments are not being compensated somehow, you're crazy. No, it's all it's all just come glad handsome executives, you know, to, you know, play a, a a pro-am on Monday after the tournament, you know, the whatever, it doesn't matter. They just there's all these opportunities where they're getting extra money. And again, none of them are hurt. I are you know, are you getting this giant check? No. But you're doing all right. The LPGA commissioner had said that she would think about live investments in the LPGA to kind of broaden the tour. Do you think somebody with such horrible rights violations against women would ever support women's golf scott on the scale or maybe even a smaller scale than than live is supporting men's golf now um i don't think the lpga is on their radar at all 
I don't think women's golf is on their radar at all. Um, I doubt if you asked any of those, you know, any of the Saudi backers of Live that they could name five women golfers. I'm just wondering, like, obviously the PGA Tour was easy pickings, right? They they yep. had problems in the way they addressed uh, their membership and the way they paid their membership. It was an easy sport to pick off, right? You, yep. You're not going to start up a rival football league because the NFL dominates. You're not going to pick off Major League Baseball because, you know, it's America's pastime and, and America and South America uh, basically run the world on uh, and, and Korea and Japan run the world. Uh, for baseball, you're not going to pick off, you know, the NBA. So, so as far as a major sports organization, the PGA Tour was an easy one, and it's also very, uh, very marketable, very viable, and and in the public eye. You're not going to pick up, you know, bull riding or or bowling. Um, you know, part of me almost thinks like the Saudis might might say, hey, you know what? Here's another way to screw you and the U.S. We're going to take over, you know, or we're going to start a rival women's tour and we're going to pay these women 20 million each to come. The, uh, the, uh, the disparity between what the women make now and what they could possibly make on, let's say, a live women's tour would be astronomical. And it oh. wouldn't even have to be that big of an investment. You know what I'm saying? Like, in order to get guys like Phil and Bryson away, yeah, you need hundreds of millions. You could be like, hey, we'll give you five mil a year. You know, and a woman that makes 80K a year is just like, yeah, I'm in. Oh, it, it would be pocket change. I just don't think they right, care. Right. I don't think they care enough. Like, no, I understand. I, yeah, I, think I don't think right. it's, I don't think women's golf is on their radar at all. I right. think if they would, right. if they would do anything, um, I, I don't even know that this would be a thing. Um, maybe like if they were to pick up a woman's sport, it might be like tennis or something like that. Mm. Oh yeah, women's tennis is big. Women's tennis is very big. You know, I I don't know like or, or at least like you have like Venus and Serena Williams as like marketable stars, right? You know, I again I get I doubt that any of the people involved in live golf could name five women golfers. Nah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, you had mentioned before that this was the final week of the PJ Tour. They're at Sedgefield. They're at the Wyndham. Um, good event. Great course. I've been there. It's, it's phenomenal. They do it up real well. We had uh, Fina winning back-to-back, which I think, honestly, like in terms of the PJ Tour and eyeballs on it, like aside from Rory or JT winning, I don't think you could have a better story on the PJ Tour as they try to you know, fight their way uphill against uh live golf but uh one of the things that was so crazy scott is as i'm scrolling through social media and, and honestly like as far as instagram posts go i really don't look too much i do more of the stories mm. um pga tour has just been putting non-stop videos and stories about guys missing putts to miss the cut and not get their tour card it's, something about this is Part of me is like, well, you know what? They're they're showing an aspect of golf that is very true, tried and true, and, and, and near and dear to most people's hearts is, is that you lose most of the time, and not everyone's great. But if I'm in a battle for literally my life against live golf, 
I'm not sure I want to show anybody on the PGA Tour in a negative light. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what that's all about. It's just, it, it, you're, when you mentioned it, I, I didn't really like put two and two together. And then when you mentioned, it, I was like, yeah, you know what? It is kind of weird that they do that. Um, I, I got nothing. I mean, I, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me that they would be doing that uh, as far as why they would. I mm, doesn't make, like I said, any, any real sense. Uh, unless they're, you know, really trying to hit hard, like, you know, the agony of defeat part of it. And then they'll come up, you know, later on with like the thrill of victory. So like they're, you know, stressing the the defeat right now, but at some, <laughs> at some point they're going to go like these guys, like now look at what happens. Like these guys are all like successful. I mean, I get, that's a, that's a real long play. Scott, that, you know that's a real long but, play. That but like, here's, but, but is there a more out of touch like organization? Okay, there you go. The PGA no. Tour social media. No, no, you you. I mean, Jesus, you hit the nail on the head. No, there's not. They are so out of touch with things that go on daily in social media. Um, how to market towards younger golfers. It's uh, it's insane. Yeah, I'll give you a perfect example. High school golf season starts tomorrow for us. Okay, mm-hmm. we have ninth grade through twelfth graders. We we've got some, you know, the, the mindset of like, oh, your high school golf team is a bunch of nerds. Like we've got athletes and kids that are literally looked upon in school as the cool kids, if you will. And I talk to these kids about golf and stuff, and they love it. The second I started bringing up like professional golf, like coach, you watch that? No one watches that. And and it's right then and there that I'm like, this is this goes to show how far removed the PGA Tour and professional golf is. I mean, the PGA, if you were to look at it, and you were to do a caricature of each, the PGA Tour is a 75 year old white male with you know Bermuda shorts, high socks. Uh, saddle shoes, you know, a polo with sleeves past his elbows. Live golf is like your typical frat bro golf, hat on backwards, you know, yelling and screaming and pumping his chest after driving a 300-yard drive into the woods. There's no in-between. <laughs> right. That's it. And 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 when I hear like my my high school athletes say like no golf like it's super boring like I can't watch it on TV I only play, that's a big disconnect, you know like find me a basketball player that doesn't watch the NBA, find me a kid that plays baseball that doesn't watch Major League Baseball, find me a kid that plays football that doesn't have a favorite NFL team you can't, because it's mm-hmm. it's dyed in the wool there you know it, it's something that is ingrained in these kids. But this is a very weird sport where there are more people that play the game than watch the game. And that in and of itself is a problem that needs to be addressed. Well, that's because they made watching the game and following the game so uncool. Like, a couple things. For, I, you have to scroll all the way to the bottom of the PGA tour website to find links to their social media that like, there's no, I'm on the homepage right now. 
there's nothing from the top of the page until you scroll all the way down to the bottom and then there's little icons for it. That's a problem. That's a problem. The other thing that's, are you on the website? I'm not. No, I, I honestly refuse to give phone? them, I refuse your, to give them traffic. Do you have your phone on you? I do. All right. I'm going to text you a picture. <laughs> okay. This is, this is an actual picture that's on their website right now. And it's near and dear to your heart because it's talking about golf's fitness revolution. That's the, that's okay. the caption of the picture. Look inside, okay. an inside look into golf's fitness revolution. I'm I'm sure it's it's probably absolutely awful. It's again out of touch. Here we again, go. I, I just texted it to you. I'm pretty sure it's Scott Stallings. It's Scott. St well, Scott Stallings is a is a noble. Uh, no, I like not no not noble n o b l e, but no hmm. bull b u l l, which is a, a CrossFit brand. I actually own a pair of their shoes. They're phenomenal. Um, he's sponsored by Noble. He's a you know. He was now to shape guy. Took the the you know the bull by the reins and and got into shape and yeah he's on the course which looks to, it looks like he's almost fake boxing, um you know they've got people of all different uh, ages and colors and uh, heights and not genders. There's only males. There's a little kid who's like six, and yeah he's working out with a golf hat. And a T-shirt, and this guy next to him who looks super cool, looks like he's boxing. He's never boxed in his life, obviously, because his hands are so low. He's got a hat that's backwards, uh, so that's yeah. edgy. Yeah. Uh, nothing about that picture screams fitness revolution to me, though. No, it does not. It does not. Yeah. I I said before at the beginning of the show. Golf wise, I'm talking skill. I'm talking ability. Guys that can crack into the top hundred of the world, and maybe people disagree, but they're a dime a dozen. If Phil Mickelson drops out, there's five guys in the Corn Ferry Tour that are playing better golf. If those five guys in the Corn Ferry Tour drop out, there's five guys on the PGA Tour Canada that are playing better golf on PGA Tour mm -hmm. Latino America, on guys on the Sunshine Tour, on the Japanese Tour. Like top tier golfers are everywhere. When you get a guy, anybody, um, Sadith, uh, Sadith Degala, right? There's a great mm -hmm. example. A guy with a marketable personality, a marketable look, played some good golf, one and done with the tour and their social media. Played good one week, never see him again. Like That's a guy you need to grab. You need to market. You know, you need to make him the face. You know, Akshay Batia, another that, well, that guy. Was, that was what I was going to say. Like, here's what you do. You get Akshay Batia, and you let him take over your Instagram. Yes. For, you know, one day a week, basically. Hey, and let's be honest. Their Instagram blows. So even mm -hmm. if he did an awful job, it's probably still better than what you're doing. Exactly. And then you do that, and then you feature him for – I do like a whole – like do, do that for a, a, the whole year. And just have it be like Wednesdays with Akshay or something ridiculous like that. And, you know, have him like, this is what I do on a tournament week to on Wednesday, you know, to get ready and things like that. Like give like that inside look. And I know that Netflix show is coming out eventually. Right. Um, but that, that's going to take a while. You need something here and now. Yep. And if you get a guy to do that or any guy, then guess what? You got to tell him this. Not only are you going to show the positives, 
like most people do on social media. But we need to talk about some of the negatives. I need some honest down to heart, you know, down home, heart to heart when you miss the cut. Tell me why. How does that feel? Like, tell me how much it sucks slamming your trunk, having to drive to the next city on a on a Friday night, you know, overnight because you missed the cut and waiting again till Monday to start your practice rounds again. Tell me your mindset. Like, let's get into some of the psychological factors of this because that's how you grow a brand. You get people interested in the people that are on your tour. Right now, the PGA Tour, Scott, is random white guys that you could just swap out their names and no mm. one know any difference. Uh, that And that was the, the best, the HBO hard knocks when they would yes. go to like training camp and stuff like that with NFL, like NFL teams. Like they would focus on like guys that were on the bubble, right? So let, let's do that. Let, let's follow around the guys that like finished like 130th through like 120th last year. Just do a show on those guys. I'm going to give you the top five right now at Sedgefield. This is, they're currently halfway through their final round. All right. Ju Young Kim is in the lead right now. John Huh is in second. Sunjay is in third. Taylor Moore is in fourth. Uh, Cameron Percy is in fifth, along with Russell Henley and Anabon. Lahiri and Davis Riley all tied for fifth. Who who in that top five screams turn on the PGA tour? I want to watch. Uh in that top five. Yeah. Nobody. No. Sanjay, maybe. I mean, but it's like he's a robot out there. They're all robots. You know, at least the live tour is letting these guys quote unquote be themselves but then you get back to the fact like okay who's won the last uh, what's live tour had three events uh three or four yeah yeah okay name the winners okay whatever i have no uh, clue Henrik Stenson won one i only i only know that because he made a comment that i feel like a captain today after mm. he won that's it and then it's it's randoms you know it's randoms and, and that's one of the reasons why golf is so uncool. And the, and Liv at least tried to do something cool with teams and have logos. I mean, they completely they shot their shot, but it missed by a mile. I mean, the logos are god-awful and, and we, made them... Can, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Can, can we talk about the logos? Yeah, we can. We can. But, Scott, I'm telling you, man, like, it looks like someone gouged my eyes out with a spoon put me in front of clip art and was like, pick something. I'm like, I can't see that. Like, it doesn't matter. Just pick something anyway. And, and it'll be like, Oh my God, dude, Tyler, Tyler put it best. He's like, I love that. Those things suck so bad. A, cause I can make them better, but B because I know there's some graphic designer out there that got paid for that and good on them. Like they gave them absolute crap and got paid for it. So good on them. Uh, Scott, they're, they're disgusting. The whole idea of teams is ridiculous because you have a shotgun start. You don't know who's on what hole. No one knows who's on what team. They're not wearing uniforms. The only way you know is because it shows on the leaderboard. Uh, it, it's, it is disastrous to watch. If you complained about watching the PGA tour, I dare you to watch an entire day of live golf on YouTube. 
it is laborious. Yeah, I, I completely agree. What's your uh, favorite team? Do you have a favorite team? I, so I don't necessarily have a favorite team. Um, I I do like how the, the you know the Kepka brothers are together. Um, are, that, see, I didn't even know that they're together. Of course they the, are. Brooks is the captain of Smash Golf or Smash GC, which I'm assuming right. stands for Golf Club. Well, who was the captain before Brooks was? I don't bought. I don't know that it existed. Oh, I think that they, you know, have like expanded the team. Oh, an expansion era draft so early. That's very edgy. Yeah. <laughs> so the 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 Smash Golf Club is Kepka, both Kepkas, Jason Kokrak and Richard Bland. Um oh, that's Dick actually Bland. a legit team right there. The Bland the Bland Dick is yeah. is is with them. That's a legit team. Um you're what I feel like is probably like your your kind of like stacked like all star team is the uh, the four aces golf club, um, also known as the University of Alabama. If you look at the logo, you'll see what I mean. Yes, I know. Uh, that's DJ Patrick Reed, Taylor Gooch, and Pat Perez. Well, Pat Perez blows. He shot like an eighty one the other day. And made like 800k because his team won. Scott, Scott, we need to get in on this. There needs to be a team of amateurs, and mm. we play to handicaps, and we need to play against them. I need some of this money to shoot 81. Mm. Uh, and then there's also the South African team, the Stinger GC, whose logo looks like intestines. Yes, uh, that's Ustazen, Schwartzel, Brandon Grace, and. Henry Duplessis. Well, most so. people have already brought this up, but I'm just going to reiterate what happens to these teams when some of these, like the South African team, right? You have this, this cool idea of putting all the South Africans together. Okay, sweet. As jingoistic as it is, awesome. Love it. But what happens, Scott, when two of those guys drop out of the 48, you know, and aren't whatever rankings they use and aren't there anymore. And you've got two randoms that pop up. Uh, I don't know. I, I yeah. guess you like have to, I mean, that's right now that's their, that team's identity. Yes. That's the whole thing. The, the, the identities are a complete facade. It's just, it's so great. I love, I love the fact that like idiots run multi-billion dollar corporations. I love it. I just absolutely love it. Yeah, then I, there's one team that is clearly going for like a whole like Hispanic thing, but Sergio Garcia is on the team as if he's like from South America. But he and the rest of the guy, it's Abraham Answer, Carlos Ortiz, and some other guy. Like they're all from South America, and then right then there's Sergio who's European, and they're like, well, he's. Hey, he speaks His Spanish. His name sounds sure. Spanish, so he's just with them. <laughs> it's phenomenal, phenomenal. All right, so what 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 else have we got? But we got anything? I got I got high school golf starting tomorrow. We got eighteen hole practice at eight a.m. Um, so we start we start year two of Pleasant Valley golf. Uh, we moved to Indian Mountain, Scott. Uh, that's the, the the new home course for that's your... the new new home course. They are. I mean, they they are, they have been, they will continue. They're putting a ton of money into it. They plan on opening the driving range there. 
they fixed the entire parking lot, the cart paths. They cut uh, trails for our kids to cut through holes. Uh, man, it's been it's been unreal. They give us hot dogs and ice pops at the turn. That's pretty cool. Dude, the it's, driving range is that going to be like on the road in where that like exactly part three course? Yep, yep, yeah. You remember back in the day, you're an OG. You don't, even, you don't even live here. You're an OG. Now that that's going way back, but yeah, way I mean, that's, back. That's a good spot for a driving range. Shit, yeah, they want to put a a, a two tier range there. So uh, yeah, hey man, I'm gonna see if I can start doing lessons there and stuff because they don't have a pro. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Five minutes from the house. I mean, it's it's great. I dropped my son and his buddy off today to go play some holes. You know, it's uh it's an awesome awesome little nine hole course and it's it's amazing because again we we talk about this a lot on the show everyone always plays that game what would you do if you had x amount of money at this local course and we have said this a hundred thousand times about indian mountain and now finally somebody came in with that money and they're doing it and Mm -hmm. it's really really cool to see the process are they are, are they like are they changing the course around at all no, other, they're not changing. Other than just nope, main, nope. Maintenance. Just maintenance. Just maintenance. Hmm. Okay. So the parking lot was all gravel. Now it's completely paved. Um, they fixed up some of the uh, the gazebo area. They made some nice seating areas. They uh, added outdoor picnic pavilions with with covered shade they redid the entire pro shop and clubhouse inside like everything from new coolers um they make sandwiches there now they have a bar in the back i mean it's it's like scott i'm telling you if you pulled up you would not believe me until you saw the place with your own eyes all right well maybe we'll have to hit that up during the fall i like that i like that idea so uh and that's about it so that'll consume you know my time being for uh the next two and a half months or so and that's that my man i mean that's you know it's a good good way to consume some time though it is it is and it'll get me out playing a lot more i've played a bunch i've been playing really well i actually haven't shot over 80 all summer long or over 40 on nine holes so i'm very very happy where the game's at uh, um it's traveled. The game has also traveled, not just from the home course, but to other courses in the area. So, yeah, we're riding a little bit of a hot streak now. Not that it means anything, but, you know, we're riding it. Right. All right, cool. And that's that, my man. All right. Well, yeah, I, I mean, good luck this season. Good luck to, you know, the whole team. And Thank you. You know, may, uh, may good things happen. There you go. There you go. All right, people. Will you get busy golfing or get busy dying? Be good. At Eagles and Arrows, we supply timeless style and high-quality golf essentials. We strive to provide the personal attention that consumers deserve. We're taking extra steps to personally and thoughtfully design our goods to bring you the best products out there. In 2021, we are releasing a new head club cover every month. We're releasing several new hat designs, including the Tremendous Slouch, which is on our website right now. We're also doing custom designs on our gloves and all of our leather goods. At the end of the day, we're all about living life to its fullest and enjoying this amazing game that we love with great people. Love golf, live life, Eagles and Arrows. Check us out on Instagram at Eagles and Arrows CO and online at www.eaglesandarrows.com.